This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey everybody, Aaron and Stanger here. I wanted to let you know today's episode is brought to you by Monk Pack. Stanger, talk to me about your healthy snack life. Well, it's I, I, I'm challenged. I've been challenged at times with it because I want to make the right choice. I, I explore, I experiment, I try a lot of different products out there. And, uh, you know, a lot of them don't deliver, in my opinion. They either mm. lack in nutrition, they either lack in taste, or they lack in uh, sugar content. Um, meaning that there's too much sugar in it. Yeah. I mean, I can't tell you the number of times that I thought I was having like a quote unquote healthy bar. And then you read it and you're like, well, this is just, I could have just had like an actual candy bar. This sucks. Yes. Yeah. For, you know, you're taking a hit on flavor and then on top of that, there's tons of sugar or it actually is low sugar, but you taste all them chemicals that they yeah, yeah, I like the I like the way you phrase it. You taste the science in there. Not yes. a good sign. Oh. Not a good sign. It's also never good when you need a snack to cleanse the palate of the snack you just had. And that's <laughs> that's what I have dealt with a lot in my life. <laughs> yeah, you're just trying to get over that last weird piece of garbage you ate, so you have to eat more calories. Not good if you're trying to watch what you eat. Well, thank God Truly. for Monk Pack, because they are bringing us keto nut and seed bars. And these bars, y'all... They contain one gram of sugar or less, two to three grams of net carbs, and they're only 150 calories. They're great for anyone following a keto lifestyle and just the perfect snack for anyone who's trying to actually eat better or cut on sugar or carbs without sacrificing the taste because these do not sacrifice the taste. Yes, and if I may be so bold, even if you're not trying to watch what you eat, they're good. (laughs) They're really good. They really are. Yeah. There, I mean, you could you could be like, you know what? I don't give a damn. I eat whatever I want. And I'd be like, well, still try the Monk Pack Keto Nut and Seed Bars because they are a good. I my favorite one is the dark chocolate with um with peanut butter. It tastes so good. I just want I I have eaten two in a row. That's what I put the, my limit at two in a row. <laughs> That's amateur hour with you. I've done four in a row. Listen. <laughs> Monk Pack Keto Nut and Seed Bars have the perfect balance of sweet and salty and crunch, and that's coming from the whole nut and seeds that are in the bars. They still manage to be soft and chewy somehow. We don't know how they're doing it. They got a team of scientists over there that figured it out, and they're doing it right. Uh, Aaron mentioned that she likes the uh, peanut butter and dark chocolate. I love the sea salt and dark dark chocolate. I also like the caramel and sea salt. It's got a little drizzle. Caramel's drizzled over the top. Um, very nice. And, uh, the taste is on point and that salty and sweet is a delight to the senses. Yeah. And so I will tell you that after I got to try these and became obsessed with them, I went ahead and made sure that I'm always fully stocked and I signed up for a subscription. Okay. Um, and that saves me 10% on my order and it ships to me automatically so I don't have to have it on my grocery list. It just comes to my door. It's like the best present of the day. And then, you know, I can uh, save that, save that time and eat an extra granola bar. You know, I love it. Yeah. That's a, that's a fair, that's a fair thing to want out of life. Yeah. I, the guarantee that I make is that I will eat them. And so signing up for subscription is nice because there's a guarantee that they'll be showing up at my house right when my box is empty. So try it for yourself and you'll see. And we have a very special offer for our listeners. Get 20% off your first purchase of any 
Monk Pack product by visiting monkpack.com and entering our code dumbbells at checkout. And Monk Pack is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll exchange the product or refund your money, whichever you prefer. To get started, just go to monkpack.com. That's M-U-N-K-P-A-C-K and select any product, then enter the code dumbbells at checkout to save 20% off your first purchase. Monk Pack, delicious, nutritious food you can count on. We thank them for sponsoring the podcast. My name is Ryan Stanger. I'm a certified personal trainer and rank disc jockey. I am Aaron McGowan, also certified personal trainer and aunt of two nephews. You are listening to The Dumbbells, a comedy fitness podcast. We are committed to bringing you inspiration. Yes, motivation. And sometimes everything lines up. We somehow surprise ourselves. We bring you a little bit of information. No guarantees there. Hey, dummies. Let's... Dumbbells. (laughs) I jumped a gun. Dumbbells. Let's get dummy. Dummy dummy is yummy these days. That's what I've been hearing people say in reference to our podcast. We are going to get that all over shirts. It's going on water bottles. It's going on sweatpants. It's going on Yeti tumblers. Yes. As a sticker. And yeah. as just a just a screen print, we're getting everything. It looks like a sticker, but it doesn't stick. It's just a uh, a card with "Dummy is Yummy" on there. <laughs> <laughs> Dummy is yummy, and what you guys aren't getting to see today is Stinger is holding his microphone. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm holding a microphone in hand. Uh, mic stand. Two of my mic stands broke. Uh, broke in the same spot, uh, which would lead me to believe that it's. It's not me. It's them. Yeah. Oh, see, I would say uh, it seems like a sign, like something (laughs) is wrong. (laughs) Something is wrong, but no big deal. Like, maybe you're right. Maybe it is them. Uh, I made a wish both times, you know, try to say wish different ones, Uh, different wishes. Okay, cool. Did you make notes? Do we will we get to find out later? I didn't make any notes, but I will after the recording. Once we stop down, I will. I'll write down what I did and and see if it comes uh, comes true. I don't know. How quickly did they both break back to back? One had kind of uh, that's so it's a little misleading the way I described it to you because it sounds like instantaneously <laughs> both those suckers <laughs> broke and I fell out of my chair. Uh, yeah, no, it's like wh- Freaky Friday. Yeah, they switched bodies. They broke. <laughs> I had a couple for, for in-person records, you know, when we would have multiple guests. And so over time, like one of them, I think something happened to one of them and I got some replacements. And then, so the replacements I got one broke and it broke like in this, um, I can't show you now cause I got rid of it, but on a, you know, that's, it's a combination of metal and plastic and there's like a, a metal piece Uh, a plastic piece that attached it to the metal that kind of had the eyelet for the microphone. And so there's like a, there was a weak spot on that and it broke. And then, so then just recently the last, I was kind of down to my last one uh, yesterday or maybe the day before my dog jumped up, knocked it off. It fell in the same spot broke, but it was, it seemed like it was just based on the way the plastic looked afterwards. It looked like it was just about to happen regardless. Mm -hmm. I don't want to blame it completely on her. On my right, on my dog tur. Uh, have you heard anybody <laughs> say that before? <laughs> God, no. My buddy, no. Uh, 
my buddy Ben Rogers, we talk about him a lot on the show. He uh, was telling me that he got he gets some psycho DMs because he has a dog. That's a girl. He's like, have you gotten any? Uh, hey, I too have a dog. Tur DMs from people, and I said, not yet, but I, I look <laughs> forward to them. Oh my gosh, I I bet Ben Rogers gets the most crazy DMs because like I was, he was like one of my improv teachers and like the girls were insanely in love with him. Yeah. He's a good looking guy. He's a good looking guy. He's handsome. He's kind of like mysterious seeming, but oh my gosh, they loved him. It was fun to watch. Honestly, it is. And I will say he is single and does date. And so it is, (laughs) it is exciting to hear the stories and the, you know, the online dating and the, uh, the DMS and all kinds of stuff, you know, everything above, he doesn't, he's not a kiss and tell guy, but occasionally like the, the true psychos that are trying to kind of track him down. We do get a little bit of information about that, which is pretty funny. Oh my um, gosh. I mean, girls can be, well, listen, I, I was a, I was an investigator. All all of it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I can only speak, yeah, because I just remember, like, I went to my high school that a guy I was in love with in high school, like, his address was on his saxophone. <laughs> I drove by his freaking house. <laughs> I, like, got my driver's license. I was like, I'm driving to this guy's house. <laughs> I didn't, like, what do you do when you get there? You drive away. And that is what I did. But I did, like, I, I was crazy, so. Did you find yourself more attracted to him or less attracted to him once you knew where he lived? Um, I would say, did it humanize think, him or did it make it, him even, did it, you know, I think it did humanize higher? him. I humanized him, but also it made me kind of look at myself. <laughs> like I was like, I uh, really, cause like really when you get to the, like when you get there yeah, and then you're like, what? Now he looks out his window and sees me in this freaking uh, driveway. No, I did not go into his driveway, but it was like, I was like, this is too close to the line of crazy. I mean, it was crazy, but it was like too close uh, for me. So then I I backed it up. So I'm just saying, you know, Rogers needs to watch out where he puts his, you know, if he puts his address on his saxophone. Yeah, I think unfortunately he does. I'll have to tell him that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You got to tell him right away. I, I think, you know, with the um, with what's happened with the internet and social media, it's it's maybe even people are, are overstepping. So you had this, you had geography and you chose to transverse that geography and, and you know, maybe indulge in some stalking <laughs> behavior. But it was the... The distance that you travel, that kind of like, you know, splash cold water on your face. You're like, wait, what are you doing here? Come on. So yes, yes. I think now it's like, you can just, with you, you can just click on your phone and fire things away and send off messages and make proclamations and, you know, crazy shit can happen. Whereas yeah, before, that's true. before the universe might step in and be like, Hey, you know, you're young, yeah. it's forgivable, <laughs> but you know, maybe move on. And, uh, <laughs> yes. what's the first thing you did when you got your driver's license? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I said, I have a, I had a mission. Oh my God. Steve Gooser. I just made up a name. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> He's got a nice house. Yeah. Adobe Spanish style. Nice. Uh, oh yeah. No, no. Uh, so, okay. So as you saw by the, the, the title of this episode, you know that we're talking about beach cycling. Um, it's this, interesting we've talked about we've teased it on previous episodes Aaron found out about it it is essentially I guess for lack of a better word a spin class or a 
a guided group extra soul cycle, whatever you want to call it. No, no brand affiliation with them, but it's that type of class, uh, taught, uh, in, in the setting of, a a public beach, uh, you know, with an instructor and, you know, with a group of people and, uh, it's, you wear, you're facing the water. So you're out in the elements, um, and you wear, wireless headphones so that are wired uh, to play music and then also to amplify what the instructor is telling you so they can call out instructions and kind of give you cues as to resistance and tempo that you should be hitting. And it's all done outdoors and we did it. Uh, And we will get to that later. Uh, Do you have a a couple of um, thoughts early on that you want to kind of tease or let people know any other, you know, did I, I didn't do the best job of describing it, but I think people get the idea. No, I think you did. Um, I, I will say that I, I think I've talked ad nauseum about, um, my distaste or like, I do not care about spinning and like Peloton and like, like chill out everybody. But I, it was so hard in a good way. And I might be, might be changing my opinion of cycling. I might be. And that's a big might. And like, I haven't looked into getting a Peloton for sure since then, but we'll get to that. Right. Right. Got the, uh, I got dog in studio and she's (laughs) giving me a lot of attention. Oh, she is so cute. I love dogs. Every, uh, seems like every episode she's got to come in here. She could tell that I'm not focusing on her enough. And so she's got to like <laughs> get involved. <laughs> she's so, she has like the most beautiful, like, like, um, eyeliner. Like yeah. it looks like she's wearing eyeliner. Yeah. I think it's maybe some, she's part German shepherd. So maybe some of that coloring, but definitely has got like an Egyptian Pharaoh thing going on or yes, something. Yes. Yes. Uh, and it's nice to see, uh, dogs are calming and comforting, even if they're rambunctious, even if they're crazy as hell. (laughs) So, yeah, so I, so that's all. I think I, I, I think I had a little bit of change of heart and I got kind of like excited about cycling. Yeah, I get that. It, It happened to me and we can get more into that later, but before, before we, we, we screw down too much on the specifics of, uh, beach cycling and our experience there, let's do, uh, a quick check in and maybe, um, tease some stuff that's coming up in the future. Uh, so we're going to do a Thanksgiving episode. Um, that should be coming out. Oh, that's coming out before this, right? <laughs> yeah, I think that's the plan. Um, you know, so we, we don't have to, we don't podcast, have to yeah. podcast magic, you know? Yeah. So never mind. Uh, you have already heard the beat. You've already heard the Thanksgiving episode and welcome to the beach cycling episode. Uh, how, so w- tell me this, what, uh, what's happening in your life right now with exercise? Well, let's see. I, I am still working out at my, my alma mater gym, um, trying to get my strength up, but I have, I've been focusing on my strength for like maybe six months, maybe even seven, eight. And I have started kind of bringing back in some cardio elements back in. And it has been actually very challenging in a way that I'm excited about again, instead of, I was just kind of stuck in a very mundane spot with doing a sort of cardio lift combination and felt like I was like running myself ragged, like 
psycho in the gym instead of feeling like I was taking my time. And so now I'm doing very like my lift days. I have really, really low heart rate on a lot of stuff because I'm focusing a little bit more on like I used to never do anything that I would be laying down because my heart rate would be so low. Like it goes into like resting. Right. Even if I'm pushing heavy weight for me. And so that would make me crazy. So I would never do it. So now I'm like having to kind of um, start from the beginning at some of those like um, moves, like even just like laying down skull crushers, like with my triceps, I am like, feel so weak at my gym. Like everything else I'm feel very strong in. And then I have to go grab like tens for that. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm a strong person, but my triceps are absolute shit. So It's stuff like that where I'm like trying to take those days where I am lifting and be okay with having like absolute low heart rate and then going like balls to the wall with high heart rate on the other days. So that's, that's what I'm doing right now. Yeah. That's, that's important. The kind of the evolution of what you're, what you're okay with struggling and then what you're okay to kind of forfeit or change for a while. I mean, that's, you know, you can get kind of addicted to like, Oh, I like this kind of break a sweat cardio circuit feel, but then, like you said, your hypertrophy takes a hit. So you're not really going to, you're going to get stagnant on how much size you can put on. But then it's also like, you got to give up what you're good at and then, you know, be the weak, yeah. weaker person in the gym again for a while. And so that's a little bit to get used to. Yeah, it is. It's, um, thankfully my gym is very supportive, but I do. It's funny because I have been there so long that I think that, I seem scary to, to some of the new people. Yeah. Also, you know, we're wearing masks, so you can't like be like, hi, you know, with a big smile on your face. Well, and I wanted um, to tell you because you do, you know, for COVID reasons, but it is a Michael Myers mask from the Halloween movie. <laughs> yes. And that's is associated with, you yes, know, uh, a, a monster, true. a true movie monster. So, yeah. Yeah. But also like people need to know what they're dealing with, yeah, well, with hey, me, you know, I can't argue with that. <laughs> Um, yeah, double masked face mask and then Michael Myers mask. Um, so which is the, which was uh, a William Shatner mask, a captain Kirk mask that they doctored up. What? Yeah. If, uh, I can't remember what the guy's name is, but the guy that famously kind of dressed that mask, cause it's not, that's not how you would buy it off the rack. But he, you know, they did, they got a Shatner mask for that was, you know, in the style of Captain Kirk. And then he did some oh. stuff where he like cut, cut into the hairline a little bit and then uh, painted it white. And <gasps> uh, yeah, did, you know, cut the, Interesting. Uh, cut the eyes kind of different. And so weird. I love that. Yeah. That's a good fact. Okay. I'll take that. There you go. Put that in your, you. uh, yeah. put that in your bag of facts. So that's all. I just feel like it's like, um. Some things I'm still like strong and kicking ass. And then there's other things where I'm like, I know I look like I should be able to do this and I can't. And so lay off me new kids on the block. Um, but they, they're not worried about me. I'm just, I know. think they are. Some of them did. They came up to me. I was walking by. I'm going to be walking you, really? by. Yeah. And they're like, wow, hey, okay. you know, McGowan's looking a little weak and tricep extensions. I don't know if you know this. <laughs> And I was like, I, I didn't know that. And they're like, yeah, for all the, um, I went, I went of- up to twelves and I was like, I had to like will my arms to move. Like it was like, so it was hard for, it was hard for me. I like to feel like I'm strong and that felt like I was a weak motherfucker. So. I, you know, what's interesting too, oddly, like on skull crushers, you know, that kind of, or like a, 
like a, a French press where you're lying flat. It's not really a French press, but I don't know. Skull crushers is what people would know it. Noggin knockers. I've heard, um, <laughs> it, it's hard to kind of like, you can't really dig down deep and force a rep up. It's like, once you're done on those, it's like, well, that's it. I'm done. I can't do it. Yeah. Bicep curls. You can kind of like cheat a little bit or wiggle one up, but like on the skulls, it's kind of like, Oh, that's the end of that. So <laughs> yeah. it's like, we're doing four. <laughs> yeah, honestly. And I've been doing them with my hands separate. So it's like one can, can oh, yeah. finish it. And the other one's like going to just fall off <laughs> to the side. So it's been, it's been good. I'm, I'm actually kind of feeling feeling excited about my workouts again. And that has taken a little bit of, uh, you know, it ebbs and flows. So yeah, that's a good, that's a good place to be. Yeah. Uh, what about you excited? Probably not the right word for my situation. Um, but I'm sure <laughs> I'm showing up. I, you know what? You know what I, and so this is the time of season and I'm sure we talked about it in great deal. In fact, I know we talked about it in great deal on Thanksgiving episode, which I'm sure you guys enjoyed. Um, <laughs> yeah, that we definitely have already done my, my appetite is increased. And I think that's a seasonal thing. Um, mm. it's, it's tough to pin it to weather. Um, although I do know that when it's colder, I, I guess just like, I, I know from anecdotally, like I just want to eat more and I'm sure there's some kind of, you know, primal connection there or something to go with yeah. something you could point to from a survival standpoint. But so, you know, my appetite's gone up and I've just been wanting to eat more. And so I, instead of butting up against that too much, I've just been trying to maybe train a little heavier in the gym, not with any kind of real strategy in place, just, uh, just acknowledging that I do have, I have had some extra calories. And so what, you know, what can that, what does that mean for training? What can I do with that? And so I, you know, I might've like made some strength gains without even really, you know, kind of planning on doing that. But again, I, I'm not as much of, um, I don't record that information as much as some people do. Like for me, that's not how my brain works. It's interesting as a trainer, because I do recognize it in my clients. Some of them really need, uh, measurements and recordings. And so yeah. I will do that for them. But for my own personal training, for my own personal exercise, like what I'm doing, I don't, I like to kind of just free flow, freestyle. Yeah. I was going to ask you like, what, like, do you get outside help or do you just go in to a gym and just like, kind of like bebop around or do you go in with a plan? I, I have a plan, um, but I'm not opposed to bebopping sometimes too. Nothing, yeah. nothing wrong with a little bebop. <laughs> bebop. Uh, mm, bop, on the other hand. I like that song. My new haircut, I kind of look like a Hanson brother. You do, yeah. <laughs> now You're, that I'm, I'm like, oh, I got to not part it down the center. That's the... That's the key. Well, just steer clear of harmonizing. I think that'll help. I so, love harmonizing, well, Sarah. What am I going to do? I mean, <laughs> oh if you want God, I became a handsome brother without meaning to. <gasps> uh, I'll post a pic. It'll be, you know, we'll do a little. We'll side do by a, side? Uh, yeah, side by side. Who, so the, the, the one that's having the toughest time is the little guy that played the drums, right? I mean, was he even a real musician? <laughs> I mean, he's just kind of like. <laughs> I think the other two really were, I'm sure that little guy could play, uh, you know, but I mean, I think he was more just like, oh, we got, they've got to have something for him to do. Let's just, uh, yeah, I, don't I, I, I don't know. I haven't kept up with those guys. I think they're still out touring and shit. You know? They, they toured before COVID. I, I know that 
Because I remember a couple of friends went to the show and I was like, cool, good for you guys. <laughs> I don't know their catalog outside of Umbop, I, but I did like that yeah. song a lot. I think that is a great song. And I did like their a, harmonies a in it. Great song. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Their harmonies great, are you great. You don't agree. Great song. You don't agree. Well, I don't think great song. I'd say it's a song. <laughs> it's for sure. It's definitely a song. <laughs> um, I mean, um, look, I, you know, uh, you know. I don't know if I'm going to put it up there with like Eleanor Rigby or something like that, but I, you know, as far as like a, a pop song, I think, uh, do you, yeah, it, it's I mean, a it's a solid it, pop song. I, mean, I stand by it's a song. I do. <laughs> yeah. Um, well anyway, so you're bopping around, you're yeah, bopping around. Yeah. So, uh, I, I'm not opposed to that. Um, but I don't, it's not like what I, um, it's not my default. I usually have some kind of, thing I'm going to try to accomplish or a little bit of an agenda, but I will improvise in there. I'm never, I, I, you know, if there's unavailable equipment or people are on stuff, I don't ever sit around or wait unless it's like, I, I have to, you know, it's like crucial to what I'm doing, but I'll just, it doesn't, you know, I have like kind of like a little bit of an idea of like antagonist agonist or push pull. And so, you know, if I'm doing, if I'm doing some kind of press with like a seated row and the seated row is not open, like I'll do a, a few lat pulls just, straight down, you know, the pulling motion yeah. from in a vertical plane just to kind of finish whatever movement I'm doing. So there's that, but in regards to outside help, not as much as I should, I do like hiring a trainer every once in a while. And I, I was for a while pretty good about that. If I saw somebody I admired, um, you know, putting their clients through something that looked like it looked compelling to me or it looked interesting to me, I'd hire them just for a session or two to kind of audit my workout and see what I could pick up. But I haven't been as good about that lately. I think, you know, it was, I'd maybe fallen off a little bit before quarantine and then quarantine. And then now it's just been kind of like the excitement of going back to the gym for the past, you know, couple of months. It's been a while now, I guess. But so I I think I may be due to kind of have somebody uh, look under the hood a little bit and see if I can uh, get some pointers or some new ideas from them. I think there's a lot of benefit to that. Yeah, I just, I don't work out as hard as I, I need, I have to have someone watching me or I don't work out as hard. Well, this, so that's, uh, it's, it's just fascinating to me if like for you to be able to maintain a sort of like the, the strength and endurance aspect without someone you know, being there. It's crazy. Well, I mean, I'm sure the workouts, cool. the, the workouts probably take a hit. I mean, cause it's definitely like, I'll feel like I'm in some kind of shape. And then the second I have, I'm working out with somebody else. It's like, it's like you were uh, <laughs> cheating a little bit there. Or che- you're lying to yourself, fool. But, uh, that's an actually, that's actually a good segue to, I guess we can talk about our, our, our class. And cause that was like, yeah. a, that, that was a distinction that both of us made. Like, having an instructor there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, I was, so I wore my heart rate monitor and within, I would say it was like three, not even three minutes. It wasn't even halfway through the first song and I was expecting a warm up or something. And it was like game on immediately. And I was, my heart rate was in like the fat burning zone so fast. And I was, I was so sweaty, so tired, so fast. Same. So, okay. <laughs> Beachcycling.com. If you guys want to check it out now, if you don't, yeah. if you don't live in the Los Angeles area, 
Um, you know, you're probably not going to be able to experience this. There may be something similar, but these guys are, are, are kind of fixed on Los Angeles, but we're going to be able to spin this out into like group cycling classes in general. Yeah. So there'll be some takeaway there, but just to give you guys an idea about the, the, the company that we used and the kind of class that they're teaching, they're based in Santa Monica. Um, so the Santa Monica Pacific Palisades area, we were on kind of world famous Santa Monica beach right by the, yeah, the, pier the pier with the amusement park rides. You've seen it in movies and all that kind of stuff. Um, it, on their website, uh, under the frequently asked questions under what should I expect from the class beach cycle is a 45 minute cycling class on the beach. Our classes are high intensity cardio muscle sculpting and strength training, which I guess they offer. We did not take did this. We did the bike class. Um, and then it's given me specifics on when to arrive and your headphones and all that kind of stuff. You just, so for us, we didn't, we didn't wear SPD cycling shoes. We just brought our sneakers. The, the bikes are outfitted with these little baskets that kind of cage your feet in. So you could wear your own footwear and, uh, you do, uh, you know, you do, packets or single classes for our single class. I think it was like 35 bucks, right? Yeah, I think so. 30 or 35. Yeah. Which seems to be kind of the rate for those types of classes, maybe a touch more. I don't know if, if you buy bigger packages, you get more savings, but I don't know what it costs for soul cycle, which is another really popular that's indoor, but I could, I could look that up while we're, while we're on the show. Um, And, you know, you got to reserve early and, you know, all this shit and you just kind of show up out there on the beach and there are just random people walking by on the beach and stuff. <laughs> yeah. They have an area. There are people like videotaping yeah, us. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's just like, look at these fucking idiots. Uh, I know. <laughs> they have like an area where I guess they, they do their boot camp and stuff too. Um, and they set up these little mats and then they, you know, they drag the equipment out there and they're, it's not, it's not like a permanent thing there. They have to kind of tote this wagon of equipment out for every class. Um, and so yeah. we're up there with like, I don't know how many bikes do you think there were maybe like 25 bikes or something? Maybe. Uh, yeah, I think uh, 20 to 25. Yeah. Bomba's mission is simple. Make the most comfortable clothes ever and match every item sold with an equal item donated. So this holiday, when you give Bombas to someone on your list, you're also giving them to someone in need. It's a give, give. Yeah, guys, Bombas designed their socks and shirts and underwear to be the clothes that you can't wait to put on every single day. Uh, Look, I said it before, the sock game didn't change for years. We were really getting the the bottom of the barrel in regards to technology when it came to socks. True. It was just, yeah, no thought was going into it. It's the cheapest materials. It was, uh, they just kind of like, I think they just, somebody just eyeballed a foot and they're like, all right. A foot's <laughs> roughly that shape. Yeah, exactly. Let's this just, will uh, work. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just sew this sack together and uh and make it a, a sock. And that's it. And so we endured that crap for years. I wore those kinds of socks. They'd slide down my shoes into my they'd slide down my legs and into my shoes. And then I'd have my bare heel touching the bottom of my grimy high tops, stinking up my shoes, and then they'd stink up my room. And then I, I'd be accused of being a stinky guy. And really, it was all because of uh, somebody's laziness in regards to socks. Well, those days are done, thanks to Bombas. Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> they did. I mean, they've, look, they're socks. They got socks for everybody. Whatever you're doing, um, whatever kind of sport you're into, uh, they got you covered. I like the, um, 
I like the performance sock. That's no show. I'm a no so I'm a no show sock guy. They've got tabs on there so that they stay put. They've got arch support. They're designed with the foot in mind. And what I love about Bombas is they didn't stop with socks. They took nope. it out into shirts and underwear. They're using super soft materials like merino wool, pima cotton, and even cashmere. Cashmere, yes. yes. They're the getting fancy. Perfect winter layers. Um, look, guys, you're going to give these as a gift. That's the right thing to do. Treat yourself. Treat somebody else. But just know that while you're being generous with yourself and maybe with a loved one, you're also going to be generous with somebody that you don't even know that is truly in need. Uh, socks, underwear, and t-shirts are the three most requested clothing items at homeless shelters in that order. That's why Bombas donates one for every item you buy. Doesn't get any better than that. No, it doesn't. So go to bombas.com slash dumbbells and get 20% off any purchase during their big holiday sale. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash dumbbells for 20% off bombas.com slash dumbbells. Treat yourself, treat a friend, and then treat somebody who really needs it. And now back to the episode. So there we were. Our instructor was this guy named Christian. Um, we're going to we're gonna link on his um, Instagram when this episode drops. And, yep. uh, and okay, so let's talk about it. So you, re- yeah, I'm, I'm with Aaron. Right away, he had us like uh, gunning it. <laughs> it was a zero to 60. And I haven't, so the last, I was thinking about this because I, I did like at the YMCA when I was like 25, I'm 37. So this has been 12 years since I've done a cycling class. <laughs> And I had this like, I like had like these like repressed memories of this class. Like I was like, oh yeah. Okay. So this is, it's still, still a lot of similar stuff, but it's just cooler now, I think. And, and it like the turning the knob, like him saying like, um, you know, three turns. And I remember, like, I remembered when I was younger and doing this, I would do three real turns. And this time I was like, maybe I can fake a turn. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe I just do two. (laughs) Sandbag a little bit. You're like, what three? I mean, did I really get mine down to zero? And is everybody starting? I mean, where are we starting here? That's that's, that was an adjustment for me because I have a lot of experience doing Peloton now. And so Peloton, you have a lot of control over uh, your metrics. So you could see exactly how fast you're spinning. And then you can also see exactly where your resistance is. So there's, there's no like turn it three times. And like, you kind of hope, like, I think this is what he wants me to do or she wants me to do. It's like, you know, um, and so that's, that's what I will say in one area is that, that those, you know, more sophisticated, uh, cycling, you know, bikes excel is that it takes all the guesswork out of it. So the instructor can literally say, you know, get to a resistance between 30 and 35 and a cadence of a hundred RPMs or whatever, you know, so they'll give you a a range and you can sit right in there and you can really feel like a good student. You also know if like, wow, I'm, (laughs) I'm not conditioned for this or I'm actually doing pretty good, whatever it is. And I, you know, I've experienced all of it, but yeah, so it, it was a little bit of an adjustment, but I will say, he was a good teacher and yeah. as as the class went on, I felt like I got in sync with what he wanted. I thought, okay, I'm I'm pretty close to what he wants me where he wants me to be. Like this I should be able to pedal fast, but I should be feeling some a little stickiness or I should be able to pat, pedal as fast as I can and almost feel like I've got no resistance on or whatever it is. 
If that, yeah. if that makes sense. I don't know. It does make sense. And I, I will second, he was a, he was a good teacher. I just, I am very rhythm driven. And the fact that I had such a hard time keeping my feet in rhythm was driving me crazy. Like I could do pretty good with the right, but when it switched to the left, I was a, it was like I had never used my left leg. Like I was just like, like dead in the water, no tempo. I couldn't find, I, it was humbling. And I was glad there wasn't like mirrors for people to be able to see me. <laughs> well, again, I hate to see that, say this, but there were some new go tribe kids that had like after the oh. class, they walked up to me and they're like, wow, what's going on oh. with McGowan's rhythm on the bike? Oh my God, they were I there. She, I thought she was a musician kind of. And I was God. Like, no, apparently not. I don't Dang know. It. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll talk to them. They, they need to know that I was, that I was just doing a joke. <laughs> I'm a She's musician a, and I'm funny. So it's like, bit. Hey, <laughs> I had the same experience because he'll, and I don't see this happen as much, maybe on some of the earlier Peloton classes I would take he, but he would place an emphasis on right side versus left side. So it's which, which side you were hitting, uh, the downbeat on. The on. Downbeat. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I was similar to Aaron, like right. I could get close sometimes and left. I just didn't even have a fucking chance. And especially cause he, <laughs> he would like um, incorporate some upper body movement too. And so once I was like, you know, trying to hit the rhythm of the right side and then get on his beat yes. with like the upper body, I was like, nah, it's, it ain't happening for big ride. No. Well, it's, it felt like, so I don't know if you've ever speaking of the being a member of Hanson and the drummer kid, I don't know if you've ever tried to play the drums, but I have tried and you have to be able to do four things at once. And that's what it felt like, like a different rhythm with your right hand from your left hand, from your right foot to your left foot. And I was like, when he started doing like the pushups in and out, my legs stopped moving. Like I was like, <laughs> I can't, I can't do this. I can't do this. But it was, I will say it, it was fun to try. Yeah. And it made me, that's why I say what I, why I said what I said about the, um, like it about maybe getting a Peloton was, or at least some sort of bike is that it ignited a thing in me that wanted to win Mm -hmm. and I couldn't yet. And that was like that feeling in for like a sport I haven't had in a long time. And that was like very exciting. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I don't have that, but I get it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) but are you saying they don't do that in Peloton? Like, is it, it's not as like tempo-y? Uh, there's tempo-y, but it, it, pretty much lives on the bike. And so there's different kinds of classes. There's classes that are set to music. And so they will build the class around uh, the beat structure of the music. And then there's classes that are just for time. So like Tabata, you know, the high intensity stuff, like they can't really sync to music perfectly. They can kind of tell you and they'll try to pick songs that are close to where the beat is. And then there also is some choreography rides, like the groove rides that have, um, you know, more kind of upper body stuff in there, but not to the degree that this class did, which I did enjoy. Like I liked that part of it and he incorporated a lot of abs and my abs were a touch sore the next day from all the abs that he did. So to give you guys an idea of what we're talking about, the class ranged from uh, a lot of resistance and standing up like you're going up a hill. They call them climbs to, um, you know, maybe a, a 
you know, slightly less intensity or like less resistance and then seated for tempo. And then he would have you do push-ups on the bike. And then there would be like uh, wide push-ups and narrow push-ups. And then you're kind of bending at the waist. And, you know, he was a good, like a, a gifted cyclist. And so like, you could see he was on the beat, you know? So like his, he would like, yeah, he never missed, never missed. And I was until like the very end. And then he like, like fell off a little bit, but it was, yeah. he made it funny, yeah. you know? Yeah. He had a lot of style. Um, and so, yeah, so that was, that was kind of cool. So as a class is going on, you're getting a little bit of upper body. You're getting a surprising amount of abs. I haven't seen them incorporate that much kind of core stuff in Peloton yeah. before. Uh, did your abs get sore? I noticed you got a little quiet there. Like you didn't share that. Yeah, I did get quiet because I think I was faking a lot of stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Like I was really trying. I was like when he was having us kind of like bend to the side, I I was trying, but I don't think I was, I think cause we were going so quickly. I don't think I was actually like activating my, abs. Like, I think I was just moving my arm, you know, and and that really does make a difference. Um, and that was one thing that I wished I could have, like, I wish I could change, but I think it just takes time to get that really locked in. Yeah. Get comfortable enough on it to where you're. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I, but I will say I got a massage the next day and when she started to massage my quad, I like almost kicked this woman uh, in the face. Like I, it, what my quads were so sore in a way that I really was like, that, that was, it made me excited. Like I was like, Oh, my quads haven't been this sore in a long time in a way that I didn't, it wasn't like doing Bulgarian split squats where you want to die every single one. It was like, felt more like an activity. So I just like went for it. Who cares? And got that same sort of like quad burn, you know? So, yeah, I, so we were joking around with the class after the class was, it was like, uh, the class starts and it's not exactly, it's any, it ain't easy. And then there's other mm-hmm. people there that are just kind of like stumbling around the beach and, you know, eating snacks and <laughs> yeah. stuff. And you do, yes. you, there is a little bit of a moment of like, what the fuck am I doing out here? And like, how long yes. is this fucking thing? We're three minutes in. And I mean, I, if it had been an hour class, I don't know if I would have been able to make it. I'm sure he would have adjusted it accordingly, but yeah. I was like, for, it was about 40 minutes for us. A little, a little yeah. bit of setup time. And that was all I could <laughs> all I wanted to do and all I really needed to do, uh, you know, cause I, but listen, Hey, Aaron and I, your hosts guys, we fucking played full out or at least I did. I think you you did too. You were burning it in there. Oh my gosh. I was so sweaty. I burned 400 calories in 40 minutes. And that that's to me the, like if I'm burning 10 calorie or a hundred calories every 10 minutes, I'm doing it. So that's for me, that works for my body. So I did it. That works for your body, but for nobody else's. Is that what you're saying? I just don't want to put that on anyone else if that's not what they're into. I'll put it on them. (laughs) All right, stay. Yeah, fuck it. You heard it here first. I'm not going to be fun. (laughs) You're not going to hear me be careful on the show. Everybody (laughs) should be doing that. If you're not, you're doing it wrong. Go ahead. Come at him. Come at him. Cancel culture. (laughs) Cancel me. I'm unstoppable. Uh, yeah, so it, it is it is funny to like see. It reminded me of playing sports when I was a kid. I was telling Aaron this that like, you know, you're like you're if you're doing like a hard practice at school and then you just see people just kind of like walking by to the parking lot to like get in yes. their cars and just like, oh, they're just going to go home and have a fucking snack and I'm doing like double days for some reason. <laughs> like, yes. What am I doing? 
Yes. It was, um, it was very, like, there was like an older man. I just remember it was this older man, like walking through the, like walking on the beach in front of our class and he just stopped and watched us. And then he got out his camera. I like just watched every moment of him make that decision to be like, I'm going to record these people. He didn't know anyone in the class. Like he didn't wave at anyone. He just like walked by, looked at us, brought out his camera, (laughs) recorded and then kept on his way. Part of doing, um, stuff in public, you know, it's like, you guys, you got to deal with people taking photos and shit. It must suck to be famous where you just, Constantly being videoed and photographed. That's all we want, isn't it, Stinger? <laughs> isn't it all we want? Um, but also the sun. It was. Yeah, that's an important point. I, I neglected to mention how fucking uncharacteristically hot it was. It was like 85 degrees or maybe hotter. I don't know. And we're like under the sun. I have red hair. I am a ginger. I forgot sunscreen. I was a little sunburned, just a little bit. It wasn't bad. Well, your um, plan was to wear a hoodie for a little sun protection, pl- <laughs> and it, yes, it was hot was as a motherfucker there, so we had to lose the hoodie. Yeah, the hoodie went real quick. Um, but it was sunny, but it was nice to have the ocean in front of me. Oh, yeah. That was nice. And it was. it took a concerted effort to look at it and to be like, look, you're outside. You're not trapped in a like spin classroom, like look around. <laughs> yeah. I, I, and that, that took work for me too. And this, so this is the big hook of the class. Um, you know, you see it online and it, and it looks great because it is, it's nice to be outside doing that. Yeah. And so we had joked earlier about why not just ride a bicycle and well, yeah, on the beach, uh, yeah. on the beach, which there is, a, you know, there is a case to be made, but you can't ride a bicycle at the speed and intensity that you do this class. Otherwise you would just be knocking people over <laughs> rollerbladers, <laughs> mowing people yes. over and shit. So, you know, you would need like a, a huge uninterrupted stretch of land to be able to do that. And so this is like you're outside and then you can just hop on a bike and pedal literally as hard as you can for 40 minutes. Um, yeah. So that was cool. But it, yeah, it did take a little bit of like uh, Hey, fucking look outside and enjoy. I'd imagine this would have been amazing to do at kind of the peak of the lockdown, uh, you know. Oh my gosh. Yes. With hardly anyone out. Yeah. That, and also just being, being able to do something like this outside and, you know, yes. push yourself yeah. and, you know, have a teacher kind of taking you through it, you know, when yeah. you're especially lonely. Also living in LA, you, you forget sometimes, and I haven't been to the beach as much because of uh, a dog actually. So if I'm going to do anything outside, it's usually a place where the dog can go and dogs aren't allowed on all the beaches. There's only certain beaches where you can take your dog. And so I just feel bad dropping her off at a daycare while I'm not going to go spend a day outside. So we just, we'll do hikes and stuff (laughs) with her. But so I hadn't been to the beach in a long time, maybe like a year since I had her or something like that. And so this day was perfect because it's crazy November heat wave in LA. And there's just like people with like cutoffs and like, like I said, rollerblading people, skateboarding people hopping down the beach. Very, very, we joked nineties movie. Uh, yes. Person from the Midwest moves to LA and they're like, I can't believe it's like it here every day. And, and then here you are. It is. And that's the exact line read. I can't believe it's like it here every day. Is that One more time? <laughs> I can't believe it's like it here every day. Like, do you want to add another word in there somewhere? It seems like it's just kind of like the person's messing up. No, no, no. That's what we're doing. 
<laughs> no, that's word for word. Word, word, for word. perfect. You got it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was like people with like weird sunglasses and like uh, pogo shoes and, uh, you know, skipping around <laughs> yes. and dogs with sunglasses on and sun visors and grandma's it's- drinking beers and. It felt like the pandemic never happened. And that was like the most, like it was wildly populated and like fun. Like everyone was having the most fun they've ever had. That's what it felt like. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, Especially us. Um, Until, yeah, until we walked sadly down the boardwalk (laughs) trying to find our cars. (laughs) Uh, Because that was that was one of the hardest parts is let's be real. It was just getting there. Oh, yeah. Getting getting to Santa Monica is hard. And then finding the beach that these like 25 bikes are just like alone on. It was a little bit of a challenge. Yeah, If you live to give you guys a little idea, if you live in the fucking Valley and you're trying to go to the beach, it's like, it's the equivalent of space travel. Um, yes. I mean, it's like, I, I don't know what Singer's going to say, but I agree with him <laughs> on this. Like whatever it is, I agree. The equivalent of space travel. I stand by that. Um, so yeah, like fucking parking, you know, the freeways, all that kind of shit, you know? And then also like, if you're not used to being on a schedule for a while and then it's like, you know, how much time do I leave? You know, five hours, one hour. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like nobody knows. I gave myself too much time three hours and 48 minutes and I used all of it and barely made it somehow. I don't know how yeah. I like, I, I just like whatever time, like I'm a fucking criminal stealing second after second, like a Lincoln park song. Um, but, uh, well that's the space travel uh, element. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. A, that, that, that works. Yeah. So we're, so, so we've been complimentary in this class and I, I did enjoy the experience. What are your, some of your critiques? Well, you know, honestly, my, the, it's not even maybe a critique, but I thought about this so much since this class is that like a spin instructor, someone who's leading a spin class, well, I'll speak that this class specifically, but I think the same might stand for Peloton and like a soul cycle vibe is that like the instructors are like your constant hype man. Like they never stop talking for more than five seconds. And I, and I being a trainer worry for them. (laughs) Like, how do you keep like, like I do with one of my clients, I have like, she has a step for step aerobics and I have a step and I love step aerobics. So I will on one of our days do like a little bit of step and a little bit of weights. And when we're doing the step, I find myself also like kind of like talking for no reason. (laughs) Like there doesn't have to be like, I don't have to be like, yeah, keep going. Oh, good. Yes. Yes. Push through the heel. Okay. Now turn it. Like it like becomes like a a song that won't end and that I can't, but I also can't stop myself from doing it. Cause like, what does anyone want to just like march for a minute straight with no one being like, yeah, you got it. Keep going. So I, so for him, I was like, that was 40 minutes of you just like encouraging without like stopping. Like, what do you do at the end of this? Do you go like sit alone in your car for an hour and just think like, what do you do? What do you do? Yeah, I don't know. So that was my, it was not even a critique. It was just like, how do you do this? 
Like it feels like you exert all of your emotional strength in that 40 minutes. And then, and then what is like, what do you do on your drive home? Yeah. Uh, I imagine that there's a lot of, um, um, you know, the vocal breast. Um, yeah, but, uh, yeah, it's also, yeah, this guy seemed to be an endless spring of energy, uh, just constantly (laughs) bubbling up. Yeah. Um, you know, and like we've, we have talked about on Peloton, there are some that are annoying or annoying personality types that might grate against your personality type. I got along with this guy. Like I've, I, nothing he did really bothered me and he seemed playful. It didn't seem like he was on a, on a track too much. It seemed like he was like in the moment and, you know, would, yeah. would call stuff out specifically, which I think is kind of nice. You know, if somebody's like too rote or they're mailing it in, you know? Uh, yeah. So yeah, but I'm, I'm with you. It is, it can be distracting where you're like, fuck this fucker, you know, is the, the hardest working person in showbiz up there. And yeah, yes. or you can just let yeah. the music play for one. We'll be all right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that, yeah, I see that my critique would be, I felt like the equipment was a little beat up. Um, and that's, I may just be spoiled because I have, you know, my own bike and it's just me using it. And so obviously if you're using a commercial piece of equipment, there's going to be wear and tear on there. And these are, you know, knocked around, they're outside, they're on the beach. And I think initially like mine, you know, it's kind of making some noise. Once the class got going, I stopped paying attention to that. I was able to tighten my bike as needed, but you know, it wasn't the, it wasn't the premier, it wasn't premier equipment. And also yeah. my headphones, the first pair I have conked out, which is fine. Um, but the second pair, only one side of the audio worked. Which, Ooh, okay. That sucks. Yeah. Which is also, and I was like at the, you know, I need another pair of headphones, you know, after I like asked, <laughs> you're the headphone guy. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, I can, I'll be all right. Like I can get by without this. Um, yeah. so, you know, you're, you're, you are a little bit at the mercy of like, um, it seemed like well-used equipment. Nothing felt dirty or gross to me, but it just felt like, yeah, but if equipment. you pay 30 bucks or 35 bucks for less than an hour, you want that stuff to be working at least. Right. Yeah. So that, that, that I think that's a good, you know, I'll, I'll email them. I'll email them. I'll let them know. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're fucking calling them out on the goddamn show. You know, I mean, that's they, right. They, they got a good premise there and there's a lot of good about it. There is, you know, maybe time to update some of the equipment. Um, I will say I posted a picture of my bike and I had two people and you know, I'm getting, I'm getting one response at most, you know, ever. So to get two people that said, um, hate that bike. Oh, wow. And I was like, Oh, I have, I, I didn't know. I, I don't know. I don't know what to hate or not hate. Cause I don't know bikes. So like, they're in like this, in this vein, indoor cycling enthusiasts. And they know like, Oh, that's not a great bike to use. I, yeah, I guess. Yes. So they, I didn't, like I said, I don't have a base of knowledge of cycling bikes. So that was interesting to me, but it was more interesting that two people were like, I'm going to, no one said love that bike. Two people said hate that bike. But at the same time, you know, you want, um, if you are a bike maker and people are hating it, you're doing something right because the worst (laughs) thing ever is just people being indifferent. So (laughs) that's right. You got to love it or you got to hate it. I will say, and I, this might be too much information, but my, like, like my ass hurt my butt. 
hurt the next day. Like sore glutes muscles or like your asshole no, like from my, sitting on like, the seat? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. I, but I had to say it because it did. Yeah, I, mean, this, it did, listen, I did. Like, I noticed. I was like, ow, my, my butt hurts and not like my muscles yeah. like my bone like my butt bone butt bone i so. mean people are fucking tuning in they want to know how did the fucking how did their <laughs> assholes hold up we had jackie talk about her taint she had to develop a taint callus uh, oh my gosh she did yeah. oh my gosh i need to text her oh my gosh this is this is, i didn't i didn't have that callus so it was just no mine's mine's developed i you know so it wasn't it wasn't too bad but it, yeah again i mean that's part of it but you see what i'm talking about how you are standing up for a lot of it and so yeah i like the standing up parts that i felt like i had a little bit more um you know it well it was it helped me look at the ocean when i was standing up too so yeah it's always nice to take a but, little. Yeah, but I like standing up. It felt like you're a kid and, you know, you you just like ate an ice cream cone and you're like, it's the like the the summer nights are long and you're with your friends. Yeah, you're trying and, to get away from Pennywise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just watched, speaking of the Jackie episode and, uh, and bikes, I just watched Now and Then hmm. and one? realized that uh, Brendan Fraser is in it for a hot second. Really? What What is now and then again? It's that like coming of age story of like four girls. Um, it's like a crazy summer that they have together. New and no, it's not like ninety three. Oh, okay. Is I'm trying to watch uh, I, movies that I should have watched. Yeah, and this great. was like this was like one that like if you were a if you're a girl my age, you it was like I remember people talking about it, but I don't think I was like allowed to watch it. It wasn't like a hard and fast rule, but I remember like my mom didn't like there's like a part where like a girl's like stuffing her bra and with like pudding cups and, like, and pudding balloons, and my mom was like, I don't like that movie. Wait, so whoa, like, what are okay. what are pudding balloons? <laughs> what did I admit? What are these? Wait, you've never heard of, no, I, I haven't. It's like, she's trying to make her, I mean, she's trying to look like she has boobs. She's like a 12 year old right. or even maybe younger. She wants and her so she, titties to feel real. So she's using pudding <laughs> in a, like a water balloon. Yeah. And a little balloon. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. She said she was using something else, socks or something, but she said it wasn't, it didn't feel real enough. <laughs> <laughs> So my mom, Mary McGowan said, no, no, no. Um, so any, but so Brendan Fraser is in it and he's like schlubby and we had just talked about how hot he was in George of the jungle. And so anyways, I did a side by side of who people liked more and George of the jungle won, but I was really proud of the people that liked schlubby Brendan Fraser too. He's a, he's a stud. I mean, he's, you know, he's a chameleon. Like he's looks all, he's looked all different ways and all different movies, you know, yeah. there's like yeah. a vulnerability that always seems to kind of come through. Um, but, uh, uh Oh, stinger. Uh, do you need a second? No. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do. I mean, I always do. I could definitely always organize my thoughts a little better, but <laughs> he loves, he loves Brendan Fraser. It's just kind of what we're up against. Um, so, uh, yeah, now and then I, I'm curious to see that because I, it's, I completely missed it for some reason and I don't miss much. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> you just sounded like Conan. 
O'Brien. Um, uh, yeah, definitely copy. It has like like the four main characters are like like the one like the adult version mm-hmm. of the kids are like it's like Rosie O'Donnell, love her. Um, Demi Moore, love her. Um, Rita Wilson, yeah, Tom Hanks's wife. Yes, um, and also then, uh, also a great actor in her own right and producer mm-hmm. produced my big fat Greek wedding. And then maybe it, it's not, it, I'm going to get her name wrong, but it's like Kim Griffin or Ken Griffey Jr. Kim, Ken Griffey Jr. is the fourth, uh, the fourth uh, lead character. Um, anyway, it's good. It's fun. It's a fun watch. Fun. Uh, definitely thought of the name before the movie, like now and then, you know, because you have the, this is what they look like now. And then we flash back to then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and they were like, we got gold yeah. here. We're going to fucking print money box, bo- boffo <laughs> no. box office. Uh, I- oh, 95, 95. And it's, uh, Melanie Griffith. Oh, Melanie Griffith. Yeah. Great fans. Yep. Fans of all yep. of them. Dakota Johnson's oh, I say, mom. Kim? Yeah. You said Kim Griffin. Um, but I liked it because it got us to Ken Griffey Jr., which is kind of fun to call him back. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah. what I was going to say was your mom would be horrified about what I show my there because I let my kid watch whatever he wants. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, there's there's I mean, different there's different like it's pretty that's law- how- it's pretty lawless over here. I mean, it's a little scary. <laughs> My uh, comedy partner, Melissa, she kind of had that sort of growing up and I had the opposite. So I think e- either way it could really turn a person into just like a fun person. Um, yeah. I just have more movies to watch now as an adult. So my wife was sim- like they were real strict. She had real strict Catholic parents and uh, she went to a sleepover one time and they showed weird science. And she said she sat with her back and cried the whole time because she was scared. You know, she didn't want to like mm. she was like it was not it wasn't like she was in the middle of the room crying and making a scene, but she was like in the back, just like, Oh my God. Oh. And so she's told the story to my kid and me. And so we're like, well, I got to show it to you now so we can see what mom was so freaked out about. So we watched weird science. Uh, you know, I've never seen it a year or two ago. I like it a lot. I'll watch it. I, there's some problematic stuff in there. I mean, there's is these nerds that make a woman. <laughs> and so there is oh. some objectification issues in that that are inherent. But she is skillfully played by Kelly LeBrock. And she always seems to have a lot of agency. You know, like she's not mm-hmm. even though the premise of the movie is them like a Frankenstein making the perfect woman. She never does does whatever they want. And then it ends up being a kind of um like a meditation on bullying and like an anti-bullying movie huh. in a kind of a interesting way. Uh, but it's a John Hughes movie. So there's a lot of heart, uh, but you know, it's yeah. also the eighties and it's when, you know, men were really running Hollywood even more than they are now. And so there's some problematic stuff, but I would say, you know, a lot of it does hold up in a surprising way. Like I was pleasantly surprised, like, Oh wow. Thank God. Cause you have some, you watch some of that shit now and you're like, Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Patriarchy. Yep. Definitely real. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. I'll watch it. I'm on a, I watched like four movies in the last like five days. I, I, I don't know so if you, I, I don't know if you have to rush out to see this one. <laughs> well, if was, I don't do it, I'll forget. I mean, it was interesting because it was this kind of like watershed moment for my wife and I wanted my, my son to see like what, you know, what, what got her. Yeah. Yeah. But so there was a little bit of like a personal interest that we had invested in it. And I would say, unless you care about like Kelly LeBrock or John Hughes or Anthony and Michael Hall, I do like, I like John Hughes movies. Yeah. 
Okay. Well, if you're a John Hughes completist, then maybe see it. I was just watching the documentary about Brittany Murphy. Oh, have you seen? No, but I like her a lot. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, I need to see these movies. Like, um, a girl interrupted. Yeah. Great movie. Like, yeah. Winona Ryder and Angelina Jolie. Yeah. I need to see it. So now I'm, now I might have to do a Brittany Murphy run. You know, I remember when I saw that movie and I didn't know who Angelina Jolie was and she got a real crackling performance in there. And I was like, oh my God, this, this woman is very interesting and dangerous in a great, exciting cinematic way. She looked so skinny in just the one little scene I saw and I was worried. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was so worried. I was cause they were, they're talking about Brittany Murphy and like, uh, how she felt like it, because people told her that she had to lose weight from clueless to, um, be a leading lady in Hollywood. And I remember one of like one of my first like big events I went to in Hollywood and I have been to maybe five. So this is like right when I first moved to LA and a woman was like talking to me about like what I wanted to be. And I was so new. I had no idea. So I'm just talking and I was like heavier. I was probably 30 pounds more than I am now which is funny because what I'm about to say, and I was wearing glasses and she said, well, you need to lose the glasses and lose 30 pounds if you want to be an actress. Oh my God. And I was like, I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> I was like, also it was a woman telling me it wasn't even like a, a man. Like yeah. I, not that that would be better, but at least I could blame the patriarchy, but I could still blame them, you know, but it, it was just like, oh my God. Yeah, so oof. Brittany Murphy, that was like, she lost a bunch of weight because people yeah. told her to be a star. You have to. And then they show this clip from Girl Interrupted and it's her and Angelina Jolie and Winona Ryder and they're like the skinniest. Terrifyingly thin. Yes, yeah. yes. And I was like, good God. But um, anyway, I'm, I'm, I finished The Sopranos and now I'm like, the world is my oyster. I can watch anything, everything. I'm catching up. Yeah, nothing's as good, unfortunately, though. But um, <laughs> I'll keep chasing it's, it. It's, I'll it's try. a letdown. You're always like, oh man, I wish I could just go back in time when I was ripping through the Sopranos and fucking living my life, enjoying it. Uh, yeah, they, uh, I remember I had this, um, this guy I used to train who was a huge big time agent, huge in the sense that he represented a lot of important people and actually in comedy, um, who's like with like Dave Chappelle. I mean, crazy, like the biggest names you could think of at the time. And this was around the yeah. Chappelle show and all that stuff. And so I was very, I was pursuing acting, but I was very careful as a trainer because I would train some showbiz people to not ever be like, put me in a movie, you know, or, or do any of that sure. bullshit. I was like, hey, look, they're they're paying me for this. They talk about it yep. for the rest, of, you know, all of their, the rest of the day. They don't need me for, to worry about like, I better throw my trainer a bone. And I got paid. <laughs> I got paid really well. So it wasn't, I was fine. Like I didn't need any help in that respect. And I was just kind of like slugging it out myself. And so this guy was, you know, maybe like a little abusive in weird ways. Like he would, um, like I'd see him and he would, I like grab one of my shirts and like stretch the neck out on my shirt. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And I'd be like, ah, yeah, it's pretty funny. I guess, uh, fucking psycho. Oh my gosh. I hate that. Yeah. Or like kind of try to like wrestle around with me, you know? And, uh, yeah. you know, it, I, I think it just, cause I was bigger than him. Like maybe it was fun to like, I can like, this guy's my employee. I can push him around or something, but then he would do some yeah. stuff that was nice. And I, you know, I don't know, whatever. Like I, it's, it doesn't, 
it's hard to rattle me. Like I'm not, I'm, I'm a weirdo. So like nothing really rattles me. And I would, <laughs> I would kind of endure stuff just for the experience, you know, just cause I thought it was funny or weird. And so, uh, anyway, somehow we were talking and he, you know, f- kept digging and digging and digging and finally got to where he was asking me, like, what do I want to do? Like, what do you, what do you want to do? Like, what are you doing out here? And I said, well, you know, I'm training is fine. And that's what we're talking about. Yada, yada, yada. No, no, no. I want to know for real. What is it? Cause if, he knew, of course he knew anybody out here. Sure. And so I, I finally, I was like, well, I am, you know, I am pursuing acting and I, you know, I take some acting classes and I'm you know, just doing commercials and stuff and whatever. And he's like, well, you shouldn't do, you should, we should quit that right now because it's a shrieking industry and you're way too old. I was like 22 or 23 oh. at the time. It's like, you're way too old to start that. And I was like, <laughs> And he's like, and I'm not going to help you. And I can't help you. And I was like, I don't expect it. And I didn't think you would. And so anyway, wow. I went on and it was just so funny to hear somebody like you're way too old. What are you 22? Yeah. You're fucking, it's a shrinking industry. That's, in, that's insane. You know, and meanwhile, like streaming is just around the corner where there's literally, you don't make nearly as much yeah. money, but there's 50,000 shows or whatever. But, um, right. And so then I kind of stopped training him or we kind of grew apart. I continued to train the guy for years after that. And then occasionally he would call me and say, Hey, just checking in on you. You're not, you're not still pursuing acting. Are you? He would check. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. To make sure you're not doing not doing it. it. And I think, you know, there was also a part of him that didn't want me to do it, you know? And so he would yeah. just have to like, make sure like, you haven't had any fucking traction there. Have you? You're not going to, you know? And so, I just tell him. Oh my yeah. <laughs> God. The, the memory on that man for one. <laughs> yeah. It was a weird kind of vindictive. Yeah. But also, you know, people are complex. It's not all one thing. He did do some stuff that was nice for me and we did have some laughs together, you know, but, um, but a true, no, a but true that's psycho. Weird. He's still, yeah, he's still around. I, really weird. Yeah. He might. Now, do you call him? <laughs> Stanger, hey, be honest. <laughs> you ever heard of uh, uh, what was it? Happy birthday to me. I'm getting older, you old fuck. Yeah. You ever heard of Sling TV? I might or might have done a commercial for them. <laughs> um, I couldn't even remember what it was, but uh, uh, oh my, he, and he may or may not represent some people I know. <laughs> Oh, I mean, what a world. Of course, of course he does. Yeah. Some buddies of mine. Um, But yeah, it just goes to show, you know, people don't know what the fuck they're talking about. And this poor woman, Brittany Murphy, who was, you know, led this kind of tortured, tragic existence. And she was, of course, beautiful. She's beautiful when she did clueless and great and everything. What, what, what ultimately did she die of? Was it, was it enlarged heart from food stuff or was it some kind of cocktail of um, prescription drugs? I've only seen the first episode and right now there's only two. I don't know if there's going to be more, but the autopsy from what I watched just mere hours ago was technically pneumonia. Oh, wow. Uh, But she had severe anemia. Okay. And all the drugs in her system were prescribed or over the counter, but it sounds like there was a A, a cocktail. Lethal combination, maybe. Potentially, yeah. And she's just but, run um, down from having to, you know, maintain an unhealthy body weight. Yeah, they and they haven't addressed that seriously. They've just have said like she is quoted in magazines saying, "I have, I have not had bulimia or anorexia." Um, so I don't know 
you know, I don't know her and I don't know what she went through, but, um, Shit. that's what, that's her, her words. And that's so far, but I read just like the preview of like the little liner notes for the next one. Cheated. And her husband, what? <laughs> Cheated. I did. Well, I wanted to, I, I, I really, they ended it in a cliffhanger. Oh, yeah. They know what they're doing. And, um, it says that her husband died six months later of similar, um, a similar cause. What the fuck? And so I cannot wait because he was like, um, I'm going to say this based on his like five o'clock shadow. He was like a shithead. <laughs> He was evil in, in eighties, like in like the eighties when like Michael Knight, when there was like, he had an evil twin, the evil version had a a five o'clock shadow, five o'clock shadow. Well, they keep showing this like footage of them at the, some red carpet and she has like dark hair and they like slow it down. She kind of like looks to him and then looks directly in the camera. And he just looks like he rolled out of bed after a five day bender Mm. and showed up like I mean, he wasn't like, like her, she dated Ashton Kutcher. He's handsome. Yeah. Then this guy, she marries. Okay. So I don't know what's up with him, but I will find out and I'll let you know. Yeah. You know, this, this thing you're watching does sound like a, a little sensational. <laughs> they might. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, you know, I love it. I don't know what's going on, well, but Hey, so it helps me fold the laundry. So no, I got no, to, of course. You know? I'm, listen, I'm fucking compelled by it. We're talking about it on our podcast. So I, <laughs> I mean, I, yes, I do on I, our fitness podcast, Brittany Murphy's husband. That's also dead. I didn't realize he was also me dead. either. Maybe I kind of remember. I remember how bummed her mom was when all this is kind of going on. Well, I don't know if, uh, so, I mean, just fast forward 10 more seconds if you're listening still, but this is like, he did a photo shoot with her mom after her death. And it looks like they're, like mm. going to the senior prom together, mm. the mom and the husband, and they hired a PR agent and the PR agent on camera is like, they shouldn't have done that photo shoot. It's weird. Wow. It, it, it's just, it's great. It's so, I'll, I'll fill you in, uh, with episode two. And then I'll also find out if there's more show business. Yeah, please do. Um, yeah, tricky. You know, it's interesting too with the with the drug stuff. Now, what's going on is we see all these people ODing because of fentanyl that's finding its way into drugs. Very powerful, yeah, depressant, um, and like drugs that shouldn't be cut with it or shouldn't be anywhere near. You know, occasionally like fentanyl would find its way into like uh, you know pain pills that were bought illegally, and then you know because they had a similar effect. Um, and then people yeah. were used to taking a hundred Percocet would take them and they were laced with fentanyl and then it would kill them. But now they're finding fentanyl, just even cocaine. And so people yeah. think they're, you know, they're, they're doing like, you know, a normal, you know, couple lines of cocaine, but they're getting fentanyl in there and it's fucking killing them. That's, it's real scary. And the, yeah, and the, that's the dealers, the dealers aren't doing, the dealers don't know where it's coming from. It's like somewhere down the line, it's finding its way into the drug source. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I mean, that's scary to me because I, I just took an Adderall for the first time and like I could have died. What'd you take? Are you on Adderall now? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I had a friend I had a friend that was like, yeah, I do it when I need to get a lot of stuff done. And I had heard that for like the last 15 years. And I was like, I was like, yeah, that would be nice. I have a lot of stuff I need to get done. And she was like, you want it? And I was like, okay. So I took it. I took half, felt nothing, took the other half an hour later literally felt nothing 
I don't know what that says about me. <laughs> we'll find that out later. But now that, um, but I'm like, it, I don't think fentanyl stops at cocaine. I, 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 I should have thought more about what I was doing. So I'll say, well, I mean, did she, is it from her prescription or does she buy it illegally? I don't know. And <laughs> I, I too don't much in the weeds on this. <laughs> We're going to go ahead and stop know. this line of questioning I, right now. Maybe it didn't, yeah. it didn't affect you because you have ADD. I mean, I think the people that have ADD, like they don't feel, they don't feel I, high. From, I did wonder. Yeah. I wondered. I wondered. Cause I was like, I was like, um, I had like four big projects I wanted to get done. Most of them are cleaning <laughs> and I just did them. <laughs> An interesting <laughs> didn't thing. Feel weird. Or I didn't feel like, um, like I was told I would feel like clarity and kind of like get like very like in like get shit done kind of. And instead I just like, just, I just worked. Yeah. So maybe I have ADD. That's what I'm afraid of. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. You, you mentioned that PR guy earlier and, you know, putting a spin on things in branding. It's clever to call chores projects. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I was like, Oh, oh yeah, projects. Oh, wow. Like what to... is this? You know, like it's mostly just cleaning, but I did call them Listen, projects. I call them projects because they feel like projects to me. Cause I hate, I hate like, I hate cleaning kind of like I have to like, my backyard is all, what's it called? Like, um, it's all stone. Yeah. And so the leaves fall and they just stay. And so I have to like clean, I have to like sweep my backyard. Mm -hmm. And so that was like project one. Then my, then my gym, I wanted to clean my project and then I had to build furniture for my new porch. So I had, that was project three. And then project four was like actually like doing some like uh, bookkeeping for my training job that I have Mm -hmm. for myself. Mm -hmm. So that's four projects, Mm -hmm. right? I'd say the, the furniture building constitutes a project. I look, I like the fact that you're doing it. I may copy it from you. Um, calling stuff project that I just need to do. Okay. I thought you meant maybe Adderall, but <laughs> no, 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 probably not. <laughs> well, again, like I'm goofy enough. I mean, I got synapses firing all over the place, you know, who knows? Yeah. Who knows what that would do to me? I mean, it might, you know, I might fall into myself or some, you know, crazy shit. Who knows? I know I was, I was nervous. That's why I took half first. Cause I wasn't sure. Um, but Did you I, wash I it didn't... down with a swig of Celsius. <laughs> All right. Good. Good one. That's a good one. You got me. I do want to shout out whoever our listener was that uh, sent me the grape version. I'm loving the grape. Mm. I had it this morning and it was a fun way to start my day. Yeah. A little fruit in the morning. Um, it uh, Does it taste like Dimetab or do you remember Dimetab? Yeah. No, it doesn't. It does taste like grape soda, but like a, like a little bit to the left or right. Mm. Like it's not grape soda, but it's like in the family and I wasn't a grape soda fan. Mm. Mm. So I wasn't expecting to like it. And I do. Do you like grapes? I do. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's interesting. There's a, there's a pretty big departure between the grape flavor versus an actual grape. Um, it's huge. There's no, I don't know what the crossover is. Yeah. Much of, much of has been made of the, you know, what we identify as like, Oh, I get that this is grape flavoring, but I also completely understand that it in no way is even close to grapes. And there are other flavors like that, but I feel like you get, you get some, you know, even with like the, like the citrus, you get some notes that you're like, okay, yeah, we're in the world, but with grapes, it's just something that it's a different flavor. Yeah. 
altogether. Yeah. The purple That's interesting. helps, but I often don't eat purple grapes. I like purple grapes. I do too, but I, I but I feel like they're even like there's a little brown in the ones that I like. You know what I'm talking about? Like there's a little beige or brown in those yeah. suckers. They're not just straight ahead purple. Yeah, my dad was a purple grape guy, so that's we had those mostly in our house. The, uh, they're a little sweeter with the brownness in them. Like they're kind of purplish. They're like um, they're like an eggplant color almost, with a little brown around the rim. There's because there's some that are just fucking straight ahead purple. Uh, yeah, I think we're talking about the same. Yeah. Grape. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody out there knows what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> there is. You just like leaned so close to the camera with your handheld mic <laughs> that that just got me. I that laugh was big. Okay, good job. Because uh, I feel like you know, bringing it full circle to like pharaohs and uh, sphinxes and stuff. There, there's like. Uh, uh, like people like laying back being fed grapes. Maybe that's, is that a Greek thing? I don't know. Um, those, gra- uh, I think it started feral, feral times. Um, those grapes look pretty purple to me and more purple than the ones I'm talking about. Like there's like a prop kind of movie, real purple looking grape. I think I like the, I think I like the beige ones. Yeah. There's a little, they're a little, little smaller, smaller, very firm. Yeah. Fir- I like those. Yeah. Ones. Crunchiness is a key. Would you call like a good grape crunchy or firm? Well, crunchy, crunchy, well, mainly because when you say firm, you like kind of like your eyebrows go up and down. It sounds gross. It sounds like sexual, yeah, some kind of like, yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. And crunchy just seems normal. Seems more food related and less or crisp. Crisp yeah. is great. Yeah. But I, I think, I think of apples as more crisp grapes. Tough. Yeah. Firm. You're, you're like, what's Stanger talking about genitals or well, something. if you were just, if you were just casually saying, Oh yeah, I like my grapes firm. No, you're right. It's wrong. It's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's wrong. No matter what, what's he talking no about? Casual you are or something gross <laughs> firm balls. Why? <laughs> oh my God, you ain't going to have firm balls. If you do beach cycling, I'll tell you that right no, you got to have the right kind of, um, you know, undercarriage, uh, fucking, placement. Um, it just, it's just, it's the life we're living. And if you have genitals on the outside, uh, but yeah, so like all in all, um, I like, um, it kind of reinforced what I liked about group exercise and cycling with an instructor. Cause it is putting me, uh, into a zone, a fat burning zone. If you want to use Aaron's parlance, um, yes, thank or you. a, just like a training session that I wouldn't do on my own. I couldn't get there on my own. You mentioned, yep. um, you know, being impressed by my drive to do things on my own. I ain't pushing myself as hard unless I, unless I have somebody that's either virtually telling me what to do or in our case, Christian at this beach cycling camp, um, or not camp, but whatever, telling us what to do, <laughs> but whatever Yeah, beach cycling <laughs> class. I don't know. Yes. Whatever there we go. We got C it. word you want to use there. Um, just not the, uh, unforgivable one. Um, but, uh, yeah. So like doing this, doing this class and having like a teacher tell me what to do and then me wanting to kind of like honor whatever the class is and whatever the parameters are. I did find myself sweating and, you know, f- feeling a burn that I wouldn't do that I wouldn't get to on my own. So I, yeah. I like that aspect of it. And I do feel like I get that from, you know, from, you know, these Peloton classes that I take too. So if you like that, I would say it's worth trying, you know, something in that world. 
Yeah, and I would say even if you don't have a beach, because that was you know very specific to do to try to find a class outside, no matter what, it is really fun. Oh, that's it's a kind good of like, call. Yeah, it's kind of like I don't know. It's um, I don't. It's kind of like connecting. It feels like you're connecting a little bit with nature or something. Um, and it I don't felt like I could kind of like yell if I wanted to because it was just like there was no ceiling or something like I don't I feel like it was a kind of a I don't know what's the word I'm looking for like a um it was you could use your outside voice yeah recess just felt really connecting like I felt connected to myself and then the earth uh yeah it definitely uh the outside element of this kind of class and doing something in a group was cool. I d- I dug that part of it and it, w- it kind of scratched uh, an itch that I didn't know I had um, yeah. until I did it. And when I, well, and even like the bouldering stuff, like people do that outside, you know, yeah. like I'm sure that has a very similar feeling of connection to yourself and like the earth and having that like grounding. It's nice. I don't know. I don't know how else to explain it. Yeah. You get this kind of transcendental experience. Um, yeah. Walden pond. Uh, I, I looked it up. So a single session for, for soul cycle. So that's like soul cycle is maybe the, the most popular indoor cycling class um that they have it's in like a studio setting you go there it's the same kind of thing that we were doing they crank up the music you take a class 34 dollars, and then you also can rent shoes there for three dollars uh oh so it's okay so it's similarly right about the same price uh and you i think you need they i think they do force you to have the shoes maybe maybe they don't i don't know it says you need special cycling equipment to participate. I would like to try. I would like to try it with the with the shoes, like the connector at the bottom. I think that would be an interesting it, difference. It, it is nice. It's nice. And once you're once you've got that going and you're all set up there, it does. You never think about your feet again. You're like you're you're in sync with the bike. And yeah. you know sometimes when, you know if you're if you're you're like the harness that your foot's in or the cage that your foot's in. Um, if you don't have the special shoes, gets loose or whatever, you're fiddling with that or it doesn't ever feel quite right. But you can, and you'll also crank up the resistance higher too because um, yeah. these just like, uh, there's just, your feet are completely flush against the pedals. And so. It feels more glute based. Yeah, Cause it's that's like true. a little, it's like, uh, it's not, I wasn't, I, I was pressing my toes more than I, than I want to. So I, that's why I got so probably much. Uh, the quad burn that I did. Yeah, totally. And I, and it's, it's interesting too, cause on, um, you know, some of the other classes I've taken, the instructors will say, you know, th- put an emphasis or focus on the back of your legs here. And it does, you, if you have this, the shoes and you are clipped into the, the pedals, you can make a conscious shift and then you can feel it in your hamstrings and glutes and kind of drive with your heels more than, you know, t- toes. Yeah. So yeah, so that's, that's, that's a good distinction to make too. Yeah. Uh, I will say I, yesterday, um, I saw a girl I follow on Instagram posted about having a Peloton bike for sale. Everybody's selling or hemorrhaging, you know, and I I did think about it. Yeah. You can go to offer up or something like that. One of those websites. And like, there's tons on there. Now people are kind of getting rid of them because, uh, gyms are opening back up. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I just like, I think I might be starting the craze right, right. As it gets done. Well, I mean, if you have the space for it and you can get one for a great price, you know, why not? Like I like having it yeah. as a, uh, you know, a couple times a week. 
Um, yeah. you know, I've said it a lot on this show. I don't need to repeat it. Everybody knows my current relationship with Peloton. Uh, I don't even fucking like cycling that much. I feel like I've talked about it so much, but it does, it does scratch the, to overuse this fucking metaphor, uh, that crazy break a sweat, burn yeah. in your chest, burn in your thighs itch that I wouldn't get otherwise. And so, you know, having that yeah. is, it's a very nice luxury to be able to, uh, to have something that'll do that for you. Well, let's do, I'm, I might do it. I'll, I'll let you know. I'll, I'll keep you guys posted. I'm well, not you should gonna... try one. I mean, you can maybe come over and try one of my, uh, try mine sometime or I don't have the shoes though. That's the oh, only yeah. thing I, I don't have the shoes. So I, I'll have to like really pray about it and I'll get back to you. <laughs> let's get Jesus involved. <laughs> <laughs> but we do have other things coming up that we're excited to try. Yes. Um, yeah. Aaron's going to take me through a workout pretty soon. Um, with yep. the, what is it? The TerraCore. The TerraCore. That's right. It's like a fancy or it's like a longer BOSU ball. Right. So um, Aaron got one. She's been playing with it. She's going to take me through a workout. We will talk about that experience. We also um, have uh well, what was I going to say? Oh yeah. This, we want to do, do you know what it's called? The military test? I don't remember, but we did get an email from one of our listeners about it and I, I want to attempt it, but there's no way I'll. Yeah, me either. But it's a, it's a, it's a fitness test. Um, like a kind of baseline level fitness test for the military. So we'll tell, we'll tell you exactly yeah. what it's called and what, you know, what it is before we do it. So if you guys want to try it too, then, um, then we can all kind of get together and compare notes on that. Yeah. Um, I will tell you, I am working on a Taylor Swift fitness challenge. Okay. I haven't, I have, I've not even whispered this to you Stinger. Um, but I, she has a new 10 minute song. You heard about this? This is the one about Hall. Yep. Jake Gyllenhaal. What, how long did um, they date? I, I don't know. The specifics are, um, the, uh, yeah, but when you're 21, a couple of months could mean the it world, is. I think know? she's a really, I think she's really good at marketing, and I think um, she knows. She pretends like people like it bothers her that like people make a big deal about who her songs are about, but it always gets out there who they're about, and then it gets a lot of interest. I think it's smart. yeah. I think I it's mean, genius. She, I, I think she is very smart. Uh, I think she's a very smart businesswoman and I want to do like a burpee challenge to the 10 minute minute song. See how many, how many burpees that's, that's kind of where I've landed is like, I don't love burpees, but like I, I love a woman scorned in a way where she has like been able to like turn it and like get him back. And that's what I believe this song is. And so for that, I will do burpees and I will do a hundred. That's my goal is to do a hundred in the, in the 10 minute song. And, um, Oh, so it's not even as how many you can do in that. It's like at least a hundred. I want to see how many I can do. And then I, my goal is a hundred. Okay. 10, 10 a minute for 10 minutes is a good goal. Cause I could start out strong and then they, you know, it gets harder. You're like, wow, this is no problem at all. And then you're, once you're, you're crossing 40, you're like, ooh, ooh, ooh. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So th- that's my, um, that's going to be a, a challenge do I do. You can join me or not. Um, yeah. I also, I'm interested in the ring fit. That's been something people, not the ring fit. Yeah, no, it's, it? that's it. So that's a, it's the ring, it's fit? ring fit. It's for Nintendo switch and it's like an apparatus and a game that incorporates yeah. movement um, to advance in levels. My kid has it, so I'll do that for sure. Somebody okay, s- cool. somebody sent us a thing to try that. Yeah. 
Um, there's also, yeah, we, we have a few that are, that are, Cooking. we're excited about and, um, keep sending them to us. Cause they are, there's some funny, crazy stuff out there and we are loving we it. We will try so. it. We will review it. We will be honest. Um, we will go into depth. You will hear me talk about, uh, the density of testicles, uh, in the, pr- and I won't, I won't do Adderall again, but you will, you will hear if I do any other crazy things. Yeah. Hopefully no, neither of us will be doing any cocaine laced with fentanyl fingers no, crossed. No, no. We are fingers planning crossed. a Vegas trip that will involve cocaine, but, <laughs> but it won't have fentanyl. No, no, I'm sure pure, we know yeah. our guys. Yeah. It, 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 we're, it's the good stuff. It's pure it's the good Bolivian stuff. Yep. bingo dust. So we'll be good. <laughs> Yeah, Bolivian bingo dust, as my husband calls it. <laughs> uh, bless. Okay, so if you guys have any suggestions for us, stuff you'd like us to try, guests you'd like to have on the show, um, maybe tag us and them on social media. That might help get the ball rolling a little bit. Maybe you guys yeah. could break the ice for us. Oh, and we we do we are going to talk about pregnancy yes. and working out. That is something that we have gotten a lot of emails about, and I love it. And I and we are we're trying because we really want that was that's one that we have uh, we want to do right. So we're taking our time with that. So don't fret; that's coming. Um, I actually I'm excited about yes, it. Yes, I have to uh, give Aaron a little bit of information <laughs> so that we can you know, close the gap on that and get something, get the right person in to talk about that. So I will do that. And we were, we're on it. We're, we've, yeah. we've heard the requests and we agree and we're on it. Yeah. We're excited about yeah, it. Yeah, Totally. And so if you have a flex, um, so like what we did in our, um, Thanksgiving episode, uh, we read yep. some Friday flexes, some, uh, flex stories, flex your success stories. Uh, you can reach us at ask the dumbbells at gmail.com. Still figuring out the branding and kind of vernacular on that flex your success, I think is strong. Um, Friday flex. (laughs) I also like, (laughs) yeah, yeah. I mean, I like, I like working on the marketing as as much as possible. So let's keep finding our way. We'll keep finding our way. And then what else? Yeah. So that's our social media. That's our ask the dumbbells at gmail.com. And uh, what else, yep. Aaron? Anything you want to leave the the folks with? No, I'm I'm uh, I'm good. That was a, that was a great episode. Stanger. We did it. We did it, guys. So on behalf <laughs> of myself yes. and uh, my wonderful co-host Aaron McGown, uh, everybody that participated in the beach cycling class with us, uh, nameless but not faceless, we did see you guys. Uh, <laughs> we'd like to remind everybody that's out there listening to Train Dirty. Eat clean. And live in between. Got it. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>